This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks? This is where it's at. Windows tinted, seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner, cause niggas know that it's money on the Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the Tim Foyle Hat Titan, a.k.a. the Conspiracy Realist, a.k.a. the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text him with your green bubbles, a.k.a. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mr. If you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because I couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. the podcast whisperer, the Cohiba smoker, the 1738 sipper. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? And this Dame going wild. A.K.A. the pride of P.A., the West Side landlord, high chief Dame don't fuck around, the liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame, Bobby Bage, the one-man brand, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. Welcome back, Shop Talk Podcast episode eighty-seven. 80. It's eighty-seven. It's eighty-eight. We we had Virgin. We were in with Virgin Judy. We told them on they shit we were going in the episode eighty-seven. Don't fuck up the count. Yeah, this is eighty-seven this week, man. Well, you know, sometimes let me play as fuck up. Hold on, let me look at the <laughs> look. Take it to the stats, but I'm only wrong like once a year, and it's not going to be today. Um, I don't ever remember being wrong at anything in life but i mean that's a whole nother episode uh this is 88 fam look at that last week was welcome back shop talk podcast number 87 i know i wasn't wrong yeah so welcome back 88 year to cook crack yeah you know what i'm saying definitely in the city of detroit cocaine was a hell of a drug nigga they think the city is fucked up nah like in the 80s nigga i couldn't have like i was a kid back then but i couldn't imagine like you remember the it's a it's like a, a famous scene of a like an a, a brawl on the steps of Joe Lewis. Yeah. That I remember like, <laughs> that's what it, that's how it was bubbling in this bitch back in eighty eight. Eighty eight, that's like YBI Central, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's when everything was I seen a nigga get thrown off them steps on Joe Lewis. Yeah. Like I was a little nigga going to see wrestling with my old dude and mm. I seen some niggas drunk off of eight dollar beers <laughs> and niggas getting thrown off from Joe Lewis steps. Uh, eight dollar beer is pretty expensive, fam. Yeah, but that's, I mean, they go to Little Caesars Arena. I'm not, uh, oh, okay, I'm, I'm thinking of like a. No, no, I, I'm not talking about like straight out the store. I'm talking about a plastic cup at the Joe. Like niggas was getting washed off them bitches. I'm like, Fist getting thrown and niggas getting thrown off them st- them shit. concrete steps. Eight dollars, nigga. Might as well give me the six pack from the liquor store. Shit. Yeah. But um, welcome back. Uh, how was your week, brother? Hey, man, week was, week was all right. Week was all right. We'll get into it in a little bit because, yeah. you know, there's nothing like a good story time with Dame. And I got one yeah. because of my week. Yeah, man. It's, it's the snowpocalypse right now. Is it really that bad, though? It's going to snow for three days straight. And, yes, it is that bad outside. They said three days? Yes. But a nigga like you who hasn't shoveled any snow yet, <laughs> you probably don't know this information. I ain't been home, man. I just came straight from. I, so, so my coworkers pulled some whole shit on me. Because yesterday I worked from the crib. Okay. Like, like, we get a couple work from home days every month. And I typically schedule my work from home days on, like, our supervisor meetings because I don't like going to meetings and shit. 
And usually, like, my boss would email out, like, the notes and shit from the meeting. Yeah. But yesterday, wasn't no notes. So I just, you know, I got up this morning. And the snow wasn't really that bad this morning. Not it was early. just, yeah. Like, I'm getting up at 7 o'clock. Snow ain't really shit outside. I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to take the slow drive into work and just be, I get there when the fuck I get there. I get there, and my coworkers is, like, laughing and snickering and shit. I'm like, what the motherfucking joke? My boss told them niggas in the meeting that if you wanted to work from home today, mm-hmm. she was cool with that shit. <laughs> but ain't nobody sent a nigga an email, not a text message. And I talked to two of them, and I talked to like two of them yesterday. I'm going to fuck back home. Nigga, it's a 40-minute drive out to Canton. Like, I'm just there now. I mean, it's going to be a longer drive later on in the evening. I just stayed. I was just mad than the motherfucker. So I got a Nerf gun at my desk, and I made sure niggas got shot. <laughs> It's my get fun done gun. Yeah, and man. I made sure niggas got shot today. I think I woke up about 10 o'clock, looked out the window, and it was a, it was a substantial amount of snow. I shoveled, uh, did some running around, had to go to the barbershop, came back, had to shovel again. And uh, I think by the time I get back home tonight, I'm probably going to do it one more time. Fam. I'm not fucking with that snow tonight. My old man got this big-ass industrial-sized snowblower. I'm just going to go by his crib in the morning, steal that bitch for a couple hours and knock that shit out. I'm not fucking with no snow tonight. I got Kush at the house, a little Johnny Walker. I'm going to pick up something to eat, and I'm going to be in the crib for the night. Yeah. Uh, so this week, uh, Super Bowl was last week. Eagles know, won. Um, I predicted that shit on Twitter. Uh, I mean, it was only two teams. Fam. Fly, got, Eagles, you, fly. You got a 50% chance. <laughs> nah, well, I was right. I was right. If you would have said this shit in August, we had it would be different. But, like, <laughs> nigga said I predicted. <laughs> nigga, you that was, that was my That was my Super Bowl prediction. <laughs> nigga, you Eagles. flipped a coin. <laughs> like, um. So, yeah, I mean, all that shit happened. Uh, I didn't watch the game, so I ain't gonna I lie. saw the memes and shit. I watched, like, the end of the third quarter and all of the fourth because I just uh, – I did. I don't – I gave up, nigga. I watched the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> nigga, I don't – Nigga tapped out. Yeah. I ain't watched no football all year. Niggas, I can't get two quarters. Uh, so, shout out to uh, Brandon Graham. Yeah. From the D. And uh, Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna have a went to Crockett. Yeah, we're gonna have the coach, the initial original coach from Crockett, uh, on the show. He got a, uh, I think about nine players that went to the NFL. That's pretty substantial. Yeah, he coming through here. Absolutely. Okay, that's what's up. Friend of the family. Okay, okay. So uh, that's gonna be dope. Uh, this week was pretty cool, man. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have any any problems, any issues. Nothing with life fucking with you this week. Well, you know, I. I, sometimes I don't want to announce shit, but like I, I think I'm just gonna stop fucking with a bunch of people. Okay, that's fair. You know what I'm saying? Like no big, no beefs, no blow ups. Just like I'm just, it's just done with. I mean, I'm sometimes just y'all grow. Sometimes y'all grow people. Uh, it's no, no big deal with that shit. It is what it is. Um, but I, I, you had a pretty interesting week. Yeah, is it? Is it time? I mean, just go, is we, we gonna throw we throw do, in the theme music? We do whatever we want to. Okay. This, Children sit down around the campfire, crisscross applesauce. It's time for story time today. So I said at the beginning of the year, I was not going to jail. You saw Dinner Thieves. Yeah. I'm not cuffing up. <laughs> like not in 2018. I'm not cuffing up. Dame just referenced the movie. <laughs> this is a special. That, that's big. That's big. Because I don't really watch no fucking movies. So what was it? Last Saturday. I said I want I wanted to get out, grab me something to eat, and I f- always fuck with Buddy's Pizza on Conant 
over on the east side. That's like one of my that's one of my spots. All right. Because they got amazing drinks, good food, good atmosphere. And like a lot of my east side niggas, that's kind of where they hang out at, at after the barbershop and shit. It's just, you know, our spot. So, shit, I'm probably headed over that way maybe about 8 o'clock at night. And I'm on the Davidson. Now, for those of y'all that don't know and don't listen to the podcast, uh, I have issues with my license. And right now, currently, I do not have a license plate. I got a paper plate in the window of this bitch, mm. which is, you know. Causes his own set of yeah set of issues, but I mean it's 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 good though. It's good. I can ride around with this bitch according to Judge Placus. Uh, shout out to that nigga because he could have gave me probation, but he didn't. Uh, so anyway, I'm on the Davidson, and I see anytime I see like Charger light, like the frame of a Charger right, behind me, right, right. I'm always a little cautious because I could be a cop. It could be just some random dope boy. Or it could be a state trooper. This time it was a fucking state trooper. Mm. So I'm trying to get off the freeway because Davidson runs right off and I can jump on the cone and hit that left and be a buddies. I'm trying to get off on the freeway, but I see the state trooper like two lanes over and I'm like, fuck, he probably going to fuck with me because it was snowing outside and I really didn't shovel off. I really didn't like scrape off the back of my window. So you couldn't see the paper. Plate, right, 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 right. So I'm, I'm already doing some dumb shit and riding dirty anyway. So I see this nigga jump over two lanes. So I jump over the opposite two lanes, <laughs> and it's, it's right where Davidson split off in the seventy five. Y'all niggas playing Frogger. Yeah, and shit. it's right where Davidson split off in the seventy five. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm just gonna jump off on seventy five and get off on six mile. So I jump over on the seventy five. So now he's in the far left lane. I see this nigga slide over three fucking lanes. So I'm like, fuck, I know what time it is. He he behind me running this fucking paper tag. That he can't fucking see. I mean, it's nothing to run. Yeah. I mean, it's still got a license plate number on it from when the state trooper confiscated my shit over in the summer. So it's still got a plate on it. But, you know, I know he's trying to trying to look for that shit. So now we riding on 75. I'm just waiting for him to throw on the party lights, in which he does. So I jump off. It's like a sitgo or a BP or something. And I pull up in. Soon as he gets to the window, it's two officers, a, a younger black guy and a... Some gentleman of a Latin descent. Okay, I don't want to go naming something wrong, but he ain't. I mean, no, we can't. We can't verify the shit. But anyway, these niggas pulled me over. You know, license, registration, proof of insurance. I tell the nigga straight up, my license is suspended. I have no registration, and the proof of insurance is bullshit. I just give them the whole rundown because when you when you fuck with them, because when you fuck with them, they gonna take you to jail. So I just tell them, I just tell them off rip. Like, look, I'm out here riding dirt. How did the judge give you a plate? No, the officer that took that took my plate put a paper plate in the window. Gotcha. Okay. And I still had like faking my insurance at the time was it was legitimate at the time. Yeah, so I could get, I got the bitch off the lot. Gotcha. But like right right now I, I ain't riding around with shit. So I told my nigga as soon as he pulled up. You know, I ain't got shit. And I just told him I ain't got no ID on me and my pistol. <laughs> I told him I didn't have no ID. And I'm like, look, my pistol is in the middle console. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's all bad. It's all bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> my pistol in the middle console. I'm only laughing because clearly you're in front of me, so you're okay. As soon as I got out the car, he put the cuffs on me. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't cuffing up. <laughs> Soon as I get out the car, he throw the motherfucking cuffs on me and like get to patting me the fuck down. He, you know, you got anything sharp that's gonna hurt me? I'm like, look, 
look, man, I already told you everything at. And I got like $150 on on the seat. So, I mean, I got some chump change on me. But, I mean, that's all I got. Yeah. So, I told him everything straight up. Now, where I fucked up, because as soon as I opened up the door, he cuffed my left hand. I was like, can I grab my phone? And I started to reach. And that's when the nigga yanked me out the motherfucking yeah, car. Yeah, told the nigga it's, it's a good <laughs> I got a pistol. Yeah. <laughs> so, then he yanked me out the car. Now, the, now the other police officer is giving me a stern talking to about not reaching in the car yeah. when a police officer is there. And I was like, all right, you know, I ain't got much of shit to fight on. So, now I'm cuffed up. And they got me sitting on the hood of the fucking state tro- uh, of the fucking yeah, yeah. trooper mobile. So I'm thinking to myself, like, who the fuck I'm gonna call? Cause I got a little bit of cash on me. I just need somebody to come get me. Yeah. So they running my shit. One is in the car running my shit. The other one is like searching my motherfucking car. Now I ain't even going front. I be on some hot shit. I got three license plates in the fucking car. Dog, what the fuck is wrong with you, dog? Hey, man, I just live my life. No, I'm I live saying, my like, life. They not valid. Like, why you still have them? In the event that like I need them, you know, I, I <laughs> toss them bitches on every now and again, oh, man. Oh my god, they registered. They were registered to cars that belong to me. So I mean, that's it. Don't work like that. Clearly, <laughs> but I got them in the car just in case. So. He asked me questions. This nigga trying to be a hashtag like a motherfucker, <laughs> <Yeah>. dog. <laughs> this is a hashtag story. He asked me questions about the shit. They go on through my shit and all that. And I'm thinking, I just asked the police officer straight up, because I, I know I got a warrant in Wayne County. I was like, y'all taking me to Dickerson? Like, what the fuck I'm going tonight? And a police officer get out the car. He's like, I ain't taking you nowhere. <laughs> I'm like, What? So now I'm thinking, like, these niggas going to shoot me. <laughs> oh, we about to fuck you <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Drop you in the, in the locals neighborhood and shit like menace. So I'm thinking, like, now these niggas going to shoot me. He's like, nah, I ain't taking you nowhere. I said, well, where y'all taking my car to? I said, I ain't impounding your car neither. He was like, just get your shit taken care of and get off the streets. <laughs> <laughs> that's love, nigga. <laughs> that's love. AJ, I ain't even going to front. I hugged that nigga. <laughs> I hugged that nigga. I said, thank you, sir. I like, bring it in. Bring yeah. it in. Come on, big fella. <laughs> Let's hug it out, bitch. I hugged that nigga. They uncuffed me and let me on my way. I'm assuming you hugged him after he was uncuffed. Yeah, yeah. Because I, you know. you, then it's like you trying to tackle the nigga and shit. <laughs> two, and they put, they put two sets of cuffs on me because mm. I'm, I'm kind of wired around the shoulders. But Pause. Yeah. As soon as... But I, I was flabbergasted, my nigga. This is the first time I've been pulled over, pulled out the car, been cuffed, and did not go to jail. Man, when you text me that shit, like, though, I just got flicked or some shit, like, it's a story time with that. Like, I feel like I was I was out somewhere doing something that I should have. And I was like, I'm going to tell this story when I get. But I, I totally forgot what the <laughs> fuck I was doing. Because I remember looking at the damn text match. I'm like, damn. And I was, I'm like. We both gonna have stories, but I li- I swear to God, I forgot what the fuck I was doing, dog. Hey man, my life is wild. That was what Saturday? Yeah, it was last I Saturday. I, I cannot remember what the fuck I did on Saturday. My life is wild enough for just one. If of I was us. with you on Saturday, I apologize. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I mean, that's it. Story time with Dame had a had a silver lining behind it. I did not go to jail. No ID. No insurance. No registration. Pistol in the car. Niggas let me go. Boom. I do remember what the fuck happened on, on Saturday. On Saturday, I went down to see the Color Museum. Ah, from we had our guest in here yeah, from the Wayne State Theater Group. What, I'm, I couldn't remember what the fuck I did. How was it? It was fucking excellent, dog. Okay. It was really excellent, man. And uh, 
I didn't necessarily know what to expect. I mean, well, let me. Re- I mean, I had an idea of what to expect, but right, because they gave you, us a little synopsis. But you still don't. They said it's a satire. Like I don't. I didn't understand what that. I mean, I know what a satire is, but like, how do you? The shit was great, and then all the actors who were in here, they did a phenomenal fucking job. I'm going down this weekend. I love. Um, I can't think of the the one guy who was sitting where you were sitting. Like that nigga did a really good job. Okay. Uh, he was excellent. The other guy's name was Brandon. He did an excellent job. And the uh, the young lady, Elise, I think her name was Elise. Man, they really did a good job, man. It was really dope. It was good. And, you know, we went down there with uh, it's about 30 people. And the audience was packed. And it had, you know, it was a, a, a multi. It was others in there. It was a multicultural uh, event. You know what I mean? That's what's up. Some old white folks was in the, in, in the front seat. When I say old, I'm talking about like 80 years old, white hair. Hey, Amen. You know what I'm saying? However, you got to pack the audience out. It was really good, man. So I, I suggest that you go down um, this weekend and next weekend to go see the Color Museum. It was really good. It's really eye-opening. Um, my younger nephew, my younger niece, uh, some of the f- folks from the family was all there. And it was good for them to see that because they don't know what to expect. Y'all a real tight-knit family. That's one thing I noticed, man. Yeah, like, we try. like y'all, like y'all stick together. That's yeah, we got. I mean, that's all family's you got. all you got. Yeah, that's all you got, man. But uh, the color museum was really, really dope. I did want to make sure I come. And so, told. were you were you in the play when I text you? Yeah. Okay. That's what it was. When I looked down, I was like, "Damn." I'm like, "All right, bet." I'm like, "Bet," because now when you tell that story, I can tell this one. I totally forgot. So yeah, I was at the color museum last Saturday. Okay. So I mean, we both had eventful Saturday evening. Absolutely. I still went to Buddy's, though, after. Let me go. I didn't go home. I still went and got me some pizza, got something to drink, and then I went home. And I did do something afterwards. We know not talk about that on air. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. But uh, that was really dope, man. Uh, so this week, a lot of shit went down. Hold on. We, we do have one other thing What's to that? speak on before we go into our topic. Let's talk about the Cavs, man. Oh. They got a full new fucking roster. They do. D Wade gone, Derrick Rose gone, nigga, Jay Crowder. It's only five. Isaiah Thomas. It's Tristan, Jr. Kevin Love. Kevin Love and LeBron. The only niggas that stayed. They had an eventful week. What if LeBron is just really a piece of shit? I think niggas don't like playing with him. I think he. Now listen, I know there's a lot of LeBron fans out there. I'm a I'm a fan of his game, but I just think like as a person, he might be a shit bag. Like I think people just don't. What if they just think he a whole ass nigga? Y'all know Kyrie pretty much said I don't really fuck with the nigga, so I'm getting the fuck out of here. And when you think about this trade, they really basically traded Kyrie for Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, <laughs> like Magic Beans is what they traded because like, they got what they got for him. They got rid of Iman Shumpert too. That's that's weird, but LeBron is on. Some really good teams as far as record rise, but then at the end of the year when they don't win, they're like, "Well, he don't got no fucking team." And all these teams who win all throughout the year who look great on paper, they just never jail. They never play right. And he, the, the common denominator in all those teams. We and, always say like, when your relationships fuck up, you can't blame everybody else. Like sometimes right. you got to look in the motherfucking mirror and say, "I was the, I was the problem." Yeah. And maybe LeBron is the problem. So all the role players that were good role players that. He won on the team. When they won championships, they was perfectly fine. Even before. Like, so I want these players to come play here. 
they good enough for me to play here. Then they don't play good here. Then I kick them off the team and they go play good somewhere else. Like maybe they don't like playing with you. And not because you're not like a, a great player or something, but like maybe you got too much power. And they don't really feel comfortable around you. But great players also elevate people around them. And not to say that LeBron doesn't have that to some regard, but, like, when you look at Jordan and the Bulls teams, like— Jordan made Pippen. Fuck yeah. Who did LeBron make? Nobody. Nobody. Like, Kobe had shit-ass teams for a period of time in L.A., and them niggas was scared to disappoint Kobe. Mm -hmm. Like, they, they played up to his ability. Like, there was a point in time where he couldn't lead them niggas out of the playoffs, and then he turned that shit on and learned how to be a leader. I say Kobe made Paul Gasol. Yeah. Because, I mean, we all know Paul Gasol was a good player, but he ain't no motherfucking world beater. No. He got two motherfucking rings because of Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Kobe Bryant made him better. Kobe Bryant made fucking Lamar Odom better, in my opinion. Like, them niggas won a championship with Lamar Odom and Paul Gasol. Like when you look down the greatest of it, like them niggas, the greatest names, rosters of all time, them, <laughs> them niggas, niggas don't come up high. Not coming up, dog. Yeah, so maybe LeBron is a piece of shit, and allegedly Jay Crowder had to be escorted, out. escorted out by security after he found out he got traded. Because after LeBron traded him, he wouldn't put them hands on Brian. Brian. I hope there's tape that comes out of this nigga Jay Crowder firing on LeBron. I said this before, but I'm pretty sure that LeBron never probably got into a fight in his life because he always been the man as. At every level of life. Like, he's probably been the best athlete at every school he's gone to and he had. Came, he went from high school to the NBA. You know what I'm saying? So I know you ain't had no NBA fights. No. Nah. So in high school, you was still 6'7", 6'8". <laughs> Hanging with the basketball niggas and probably other athletes. Like, he wasn't really going to get a chance to rock that nigga shit in. But, like, like who 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 socked LeBron in the face? Does he ever got punched in the face? I don't know. He don't look like a nigga that could take a good, I mean, a good solid one to the jaw. Well, I, don't, I mean, he's physically like uh, Lennox Lewis. Like he the same size as Lennox Lewis. You know what I'm saying? And Lennox been knocked out. Well, what I'm saying is he's physically imposing. Yeah. I just don't know if he has anything to back that shit up with. He could be. Maybe he is tough. You know, but, but I get the feeling. But Jay Crowder a big motherfucker too. Yeah. So there's a good chance that maybe that big nigga jumped on him and one shit LeBron could do would go kicking and screaming. I wonder what, how Dwayne Wade felt. Like, nigga, I thought we were, <laughs> was friends, nigga. We'll see each other in two weeks. They'll go vacationing. Jesus Christ. You think but, this shit going to help? Was going to help LeBron? No, it's a Band-Aid on a fucking bullet wound. That nigga, they renting LeBron out for another four months. He'll be on the Lakers next year. Him and Paul George with Lonzo. Isaiah Thomas again. Isaiah not going to stay there. Hmm, he might. Nah. But they the, don't, they but, don't need him. But LeBron will be on a Lake Show next year. I said it here first. You're not the first person to say <laughs> yeah, it. I said it here first. <laughs> All, right, uh. All right, man. Look, all week, niggas been talking about this fucking interview with Quincy Jones. Now, <laughs> I have given Quincy Jones slander for most of my adult life just because of stories that I heard. Um, Quincy Jones might easily be a piece of shit. Yeah. So let's talk about story time with Quincy Jones. <laughs> what part of this interview you want to tear apart first? I mean, <clears throat> you know, there, there's one part <laughs> that I feel like is the meat and potatoes of this shit. Okay. And, and it's been bothering me all week. What's that? This nigga Quincy talking about this nigga Marlon Brando getting doped up on fucking Coke and fucking James Baldwin. Richard Pryor 
and Marvin Gaye. So look, this is my this is my issue with this situation. That shit could be factual as fuck, by the way. It could be. Uh, it could be very factual because James Baldwin. I mean, we we know James Baldwin was a homosexual man. Um, and Richard Pryor has never been shy about the fact that he, he fucked to date a man with a dick, which was that's his quote, not no, mine. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and he said it in stand up specials. Yeah, and even his wife kind of came out and you know corroborated what had already been said. So. It's funny, you know, when you live your when you live your truth, they can't use it against you. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he is still the greatest, one of the recognized as the greatest comedian of all time. But the nigga used to freebase, burnt himself up, used to do wild shit, used to have a girlfriend that born with a dick. Like he do some shit that most niggas will like back away. Cocaine is a hell of a drug, but he don't. Like you know, so live your truth. But but why, why you say this? What did you want to say about this situation first? Number one, Quincy Jones is a piece of shit because all everybody that he's talking on is dead, dead than the motherfucker. I mean, now I got me and my friends all got uh, a code that we live by. We don't talk down on the nigga that's not there to defend himself. One hundred percent. Like if you got beef, like if amongst us, if we got beef with one another, you gotta wait till you see that nigga. Like, you're not just gonna burn bread on a motherfucking he not there to, like, throw his two cents in and get his side of the story. Because it's always gonna lean to your, to your benefit, because there's nobody there to defend himself. Right. And this is what the fuck Quincy Jones is doing. Like, look, I don't, in my, emotionally, I don't want to believe that the nigga that sang Sexual Healing was getting fucked by Marlon Brando or fucking Marlon Brando. I don't, I don't want to believe that what's shit. What's his last name? Look, dog, we're not gonna do this to Marvin Gaye. He's you know, a, he said he, he put the, he put the e on his last name so people wouldn't think he was gay. He's a motherfucking living legend. Marvin Gaye is a living legend. He lived on Outer Drive. Time out. He t- he tried out for the Lions. Time out. You can't be a living legend when you're dead. No, I mean <laughs> he was a living legend. <laughs> like living legend means that I'm still alive. And Marvin Gaye was a legend, a Motown legend. I was. He is. It wrote arguably one of the greatest songs ever with "I Want You." And fucking sexual healing. You're not gonna you're not gonna talk dirty about Marvin Gaye. And since we talking about and bringing up secrets, like Quincy, why don't you talk about what you did with Tevin Campbell or Usher Raymond or Will Smith or any other any league. young man that you bought into this music game? How about you speak on that shit? I just don't like what, Michael. I just don't like how you 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 casually throwing around people's sexuality like the questions ain't been around about your sexuality for years. You know what for, I mean? For decades about my nigga. people who can't who cannot defend themselves. And this shit was major. This was like pop culture this week. Yeah, like people who don't know who James Baldwin is. People who don't really who are younger generation. They older than us. So that's not Marvin Gaye. Not even my generation. No, no so that's people, my, that's shit. My parents was listening. You know what I'm to. saying? So people who, but I got respect for the music. You know what I'm saying? And I and I, I still fuck with the music. But people even younger than us, they don't know them. So you damn near smearing their names and shit. He is you not a, damn near. He is fucking dragging their names through the mud. And we get you a pass because you're 85 years old. No, I mean it's early onset dementia is what I'm thinking that Quincy is going through. And I've seen this happen before, like. Not on some morbid shit, but like I watched my grandmother essentially start to die. Hmm. And when she was getting close to the end, like she, yeah, she started letting some shit out the bag in certain conversations. I was like, so "Eh." this is, that's what everybody just said. Excuse me. Everybody just chopping up. Well, he he getting old. He about to die. So he just letting all the secrets go. So I I don't know if anybody ever actually read the entire. uh, Yeah, I read the whole thing. 
Uh, he don't think he about to die. He said this is the best he's been feeling in, in years. He said he go to this place over in Germany eight times uh, a year, and they got a bunch of nanotechnology. This nigga said he going to live to 120 years old, and he is confident that he's going to stay around this bitch for another 30 years. So this not the case of a nigga thinking I'm about to die tomorrow, so let me get this shit out. You just being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you just being. He just woke up one day and said, "Let me let me start telling some some shit." To, to, to uh to quote uh Corey Holcomb's uh well actually Darlene Ortiz from the Corey Holcomb Fifty One Fifty Show. This ain't nothing but some loose talk about bullshit. You real loose with the talk, fam. Like, yeah. So that was one of the biggest stories and shit. Nah, there was some but other was, big shit in but there. But that wasn't the first one I heard. The first one I heard from this was that he got 22 girlfriends. And <laughs> I was like, if you would have told me he had 22 boyfriends, I would have been way <laughs> more believable. But when I read this shit, and he talking about he got girls in Cairo, he got girls in here. But what's a girlfriend to a nigga that's in his 80s? Like, like nigga, stop calling them bitches your girlfriend. Like, nigga, you fucked this bitch one time out of out of, out of the country, you, and that's your girlfriend? You can't, I can't even believe that Quincy Jones is still out here fucking bitches. Hey, what's so funny and shit, the interviewer asked him, like, uh... Um, like how old how old were they? Whatever. They be in their twenties. And he was like, his daughters gave him new ages. You know what I'm saying? Because he's like, they can't be uh, younger than me. So she said he gave him ages from 28 to 42. So that's the ages he got uh, to work within. And he asked him like, would you ever date? Like she's so he said, are any of your girlfriends like your age? She was like, said for what? <laughs> he was like, what? What? Why not? He's like, why for? Like, man, that's some strange shit. He said, I got shit around here. <laughs> he said to keep old fat people away. <laughs> I'm like, damn, Quincy. I mean, but I kind of feel him on that. I don't want to be an old nigga fucking with an 85 year old woman. Nah, not if I can avoid it. I, so at what age? So listen, <laughs> this sounds like prob- it's gonna be problematic already. So at what age do you be like, "Fuck it, I'm washed. I'm gonna take what I can get." Because I know what a, a, a attractive young woman looks like, right? Fuck yeah. So when I'm sixty years old, say I'm, so you sixty years old, and you trying to date like sixty year olds is not attractive to you. Like you, relatively speaking, you can look yeah. at a sigma. Oh yeah, she's attractive for us, but you know what you like. Like so, at what point you be like, "Fuck it, this is what I can get." I don't know, man. I don't know when you just quit. Like, I think it, it works on one or two spectrums. Hopefully, when I'm in my... Like, I want to get married again. For sure. Like... I don't plan on being 60 I don't want to be 60. I didn't want to be 36 and fucking single. Yeah. I damn sure don't want to be 60 plus and still out here dating and trying to take... But... Take somebody mama out. Even when you 60 plus and married, nigga... I date my wife then. I got you, but... <sighs> I don't want to be. I don't want to be out here on the prowl at the fucking well, nursing home trying to figure out. So listen, if Miss Olivia <laughs> liked me like that, like I don't want to be playing that game. I'm scared of being like 80 years old and being not attracted to what anything to my wife. Oh, like she got an 80 year old body. <laughs> like I'm, I'm like I still like the. But at that point, intimacy is going to be different. Like it you will not, be. You're not you- going to be fucking her down every day. Nigga, your hips gonna be replaced. Your knees gonna be rickety. F- nigga, what? I'm gonna be young forever. I'm gonna be like this nigga. All right, Quincy. I'm gonna be 120 <laughs> and shit. Well, I'm just saying, it's like, uh, like it gotta be a point where we be like, you know, I'm not really attracted to this shit. We just doing this shit. We I just, love lo- you. yeah, we love each other. <laughs> uh, I wanna, I wanna get to that point with a woman. Like, I don't get no fuck for sure. 
But when, yeah, the, nah, young, but when nah, the young one walk down, you gonna look like yeah. I'm a still yeah. <laughs> I'm still a man to the day that I die. Sure. I'm sure if I got if we got a house cleaner or something, I want her to be in her late twenties or early thirties, <laughs> and I want her to come when my wife ain't there. I need me a um, what's the old girl, Tina Turner. You need an older woman that look like Tina Turner. The oh, Angela Bassett. Yeah. That's an anomaly, though. <laughs> no, nah, not necessarily, because black women look good forever. Hell yeah, especially if you got a couple of dollars. Yeah. Money, poverty make you look, make you age. But but it's, yeah, it does, because <laughs> that shit stresses you the fuck out. Poverty makes you age, so but, I'm, I'm getting my money up now so me and my wife can be uh But if you like, you. if you like look at black women, like if you meet a woman that's like, say, 30, she can feasibly look like how she does for another 20 years. It depends on what kind of life she lives. Yeah, now, nah, she's smoking black and miles and drinking... You know, it's Buzz some, balls every weekend. It's, it's some girls who who you went to high school with now that look horrible. Nigga look like trash. Yeah. Look so. but but you know what? When I was in high school, I had a one of my old dude friends gave me a piece of advice. He said, Thick at 17 Ooh. is a recipe for fat at 30. Yes. And that nigga never lied. Yeah. Never lied. Super skinny. Do you normal as fuck now? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Even for the niggas. Pause. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, niggas. Oh, I, know was some, like, I know some niggas that peaked in 12th grade. Man, niggas been peaked in high school. Like, you was the big, strong nigga in high school. At the reunion, you fat as fuck. Now, I'm was skinny as shit in high school. And I just, I mean, as an adult, I'm like regular size and shit. Yeah. Like, hey, there was some niggas that went the wrong way at, at the 10 year reunion. We coming up on 20. Nigga, it must <laughs> suck to peak in high school, dog. Yeah, it does. Like, nigga, this is the best shooting I've ever seen of everything. At 17? Shit. 17, 18, that's the best it's going. It's all downhill from you from there? Shit. Fuck that. All right, man. So he did uh But but we never came up with it. Like, what is the age where you feel like this is good as I'm going to get? It got to be like. I guess, I don't know if it's age. It probably It's probably something with your body type. Like, once you feel that you can't pull. Like once your pool game go, you be like, "Fuck it, this is what I can get." But your like your pool game also matures with age. Like so, for an example, like once I once I get to the point where like I gotta offer up a piece of my social security check to get somebody young to come home with me, it's done. I'm washed. Here's an example: Roy Jones. Shout out to Roy Jones. Last night he retired. He had his last fight. He's 49 years old. Um, he just fighting for the check. Um, no, he won some vacant title or some shit. But Roy Jones at 49 years old, the nigga is in great shape. He physically looks good. Right. Like he must go, you know what I'm saying? So he don't think that he can't pull bitches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so his ideal of like when I'm, when it's going to be like, no, I tapped out, I can't. It's probably going to be 20 years from now because <laughs> the nigga 50 and the nigga's in great shape. He just won a 12-round fight last But night. you can still feasibly pull an attractive woman in your 50s. I know that. But that's, that's like game. But okay. he, he talking about, I mean, just when you look, you don't look at Roy Jones like, oh, this nigga 50 years old. You can tell he a grown ass man, like yeah. he's older, but like you wouldn't like this nigga fifty. Especially not last night. He looked it relatively good in the ring. I mean, it's a limited competition. This is his farewell fight or whatever, but like All things considering, he looked looked decent. Yeah. So I it got to be a mixture of age and physical attributes where you be like, Man, fuck this shit. I just gotta get what I can get. <laughs> I don't think I'm I don't I'm checking out before I get that. <laughs> When it comes to getting what I can get, I just hope that I'm married and I'm happy with what I got. Yeah. Plain and simple. 
Nigga, who wants to be in the game at this at, at like that age? I never want my wife to look over at me like this nigga used to be fine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I just And I'm, so did you. <laughs> like that's what I was <laughs> So did your saggy ass. Right. I remember yeah. when your titties didn't reach your kneecaps. <laughs> um, but uh on to uh back to story time with Quincy. Shit bad Quincy. He also uh reignited a long standing beef that's been out there for, <laughs> for years. Between Prince and Michael Jackson. I'm on the Michael Jackson side of the game. I was never a Prince fan. Okay. This was never drawn to that androgynous shit and assless pants and all that shit. I just that shit just not for me. I don't even understand how niggas ever was like, yeah. Assless pants. That's that's all you that's all you can think of when you talk about Prince legacy. I don't. I never listen to the songs. Like I don't like when people talk about how great. Like I don't have go to print songs. Okay. I'm not shitting on them because I clearly understand the. That the, just wasn't what you was listening to. Yeah, it wasn't. I can tell you Michael Jackson songs like with no problem. So he had referenced uh, somehow it came up in the interview about Prince and Michael Jackson. He was talking about Michael Jackson stealing songs back in the day. He did say that. Uh, nigga. Another dead nigga. He was shitting on. <sighs> Oh, yes. I, I'm, to remind me to come back to something. He said some shit that really pissed me off and made me want to slap Chauncey. I mean, Chauncey. Quincy. He, he a faggot-ass Chauncey for the yeah. statement, but he want, made me want to slap this nigga. So he said he was stealing songs and shit like that, but he said, did you ever see that James Brown shit with Prince and Michael Jackson? And uh, he was referencing a concert they did. and um, Where James kind of passed the torch to Michael. Michael came up, and he came up there, and he did his shit, and then he had had Prince come up and then Prince came up there and like took his shirt off and shit and then like tried to jump on one of the light pole. Like it was some embarrassing shit and Quincy was explaining like oh this was some embarrassing shit and then afterwards uh, he said Prince tried to run Michael Jackson over the car. <laughs> he said he tried to run him Latoya and his mama over with his fucking car and shit. <laughs> Why the fuck is Prince driving himself? Well, he said he told the the, the driver <laughs> to run him over and shit. And they was like, did they know? He was like, yeah, he knew. Like, Killed him. This, this the whole thing Killed with this now. Quincy shit. Like, he'll start talking about some shit and they'll press him on something and then he'll just talk about something else. That's not how story time goes, Quincy. This motherfucker's about, I know who killed JFK. Like, nigga, what? Then he started talking about the mob and all this bullshit. I'm not fucking with that shit. Because I heard some other podcasts was telling, like, yeah, he was telling the truth. No, the fuck, it didn't happen that way. I'll just say that. I'm, it, didn't, it was not. <laughs> no, the fuck it did. <laughs> it, it was not that way. Okay. That's a whole other conspiracy story time. Conspiracy it, realist? Do you have a a, cons- a theory on that shit? Or is that going to be just later that's all. That's later. <laughs> this whole JFK shit is gonna. I'm gonna connect it to another podcast. We gonna get this. You connect the dots later on. I connect the dots later. Okay, on. fair enough. Michael Jackson versus Prince. Who you picking? Uh, I mean, I'm a little bit more partial to Michael. I mean, I ain't even gonna make no bones about the shit. I don't even think the shit close. To be perfectly honest, Michael got like almost like forty, fifty decades. I mean, 40, 50 years worth of music. I mean, it's hard to niggas, it's hard to shit on that type of discography. When niggas start telling me about me, like, well, well Prince played this. Like, I don't give a fuck who played the shit. Nigga, how does it sound? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can enjoy Prince as a performer, but I mean, I'm more partial to Michael. Yeah. But let's talk about Quincy and Michael. 
Quincy, did you ever fuck Michael? I mean, you putting everybody else business on. Yeah. There. You can't tell me that you can that you can associate other niggas with all this questionable shit. Y'all gonna act like Pac ain't say Quincy tried to fuck him? No, I don't remember that shit. I remember 1993. Sa- Pac said Quincy tried to fuck him. And he was like, nigga, get the fuck. <laughs> nigga, I don't like that. I think I like your daughter. This is when he was with Kadada. Was this in an interview? Yes. I'm going to try to find this shit. But I'm not the only nigga that remembered this. I remember this shit, dog. So I'm like, and that's why this was a long time ago. And that's why I never really fucked with Quincy before I even heard about all of them. I'm like, nigga, you tried to do what? To who? Like, so you talking about everybody else shit. Let's talk about this. So Tupac came up in the interview, too. He asked him, uh, I guess Tupac, I said, because um, Quincy Jones been married to a few white women in this time. Of course he has. And, uh, and he kind of explained this shit. Like, you know, back in the day, man, that was like you can't mess with the white man's money. You can't mess with their women. So we was marrying them. Like, all of us had white women because it was kind of like, nigga, fuck you going to do to me? I'm running this shit. Like, it was like one of those type of things. I got Pac, I said in the interview, um, like, that uh, he was disgusting because all he do was stick his dick in white women or some shit. You know what I'm saying? So that was out there. So he, they talked to him about that. And while he was saying that, he was like, uh, you know, he forgave him, whatever. He was like, you know, are you? <laughs> I knew his mama, Afeni Shakur, annoying as hell. She's dead now. Wow. I didn't. I'm like, nigga, what? Like, and I'm, I'm reading this shit because it's in print. I'm like, and then, then they went on to another another topic. Like, nigga, you just going to say. That's she was, dismissive as fuck. She's annoying as hell. She's dead now. And then nigga just went and talked about something else. They trying to get us to take over the estate or some shit. I'm like, nigga, I want to slap this nigga in the face for saying some shit like that. I don't give a fuck if she was or not. I don't know the woman. But just how you said it, it's just so disrespectful and so dismissive. She dead now. And just continued the conversation on. I'm like, was this nigga high doing this interview, dog? Nah, he just old. He just old, my nigga. He wasn't, you, I don't know, he could have been high off cocaine. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. It is, man. That's the gateway. That's the real gateway drug. So, ain't none of this shit considered snitching? Yeah. Like, why the fuck you talking about all this shit? I don't understand that you live, this was a part of your, some of this shit is not your fucking business to say couple things that, that kind of come to mind with it is number one you got to be real careful about what you do around motherfuckers because some niggas can't wait to go ahead and spill your whole life as soon as they get the opportunity yeah you know what i'm saying and like this is this is a perfect example like you can't you can't trust you know what other niggas may do you you really got to watch what you do and what you say in the company of motherfuckers Man, if you read this GQ article, man, you can probably count how many names you dropped. Oh, we hold the fuck out of the Beatles and shit. <laughs> yeah, said so they were terrible musicians. It's not. It's not. I don't. I'm not a Beatles fan. I don't give a fuck. So how about this? This is a conspiracy that my pop put me on years and years ago and shit. And uh, if you Google this shit, it's some documentaries and shit about this shit, right? When the Beatles, so Ringo Starr, uh, editors know I fucked this up. It's really Paul McCartney. Now, back to your scheduled program. Yeah. They say that's not the original Ringo. They said a nigga died in a car accident a long time ago and they replaced the nigga with somebody else. And they were so fucking big that they couldn't tell everybody that the nigga died. So they had a little contest for a lookalike nigga and they replaced him and shit. My dad told me this shit. My dad is really heavy into, he used to listen to the Beatles and music and all that weird shit. Is he heavy on conspiracy <laughs> theories also? No, he not like that. You know what I'm saying? But... He told me this shit long ass time ago. When I got older, I like I I I googled the shit and I, it's a bunch of different like 
it's a thing that people believe okay. that's out there. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, this is weird. But they were so fucking big, and like that was like the first pop. Like if something happened, them people would fucking kill themselves and shit. Like they was that fucking big. They said they replaced the nigga and shit. Ringo, Google that shit, people. Shit. I don't even know what to say to that <laughs> shit. I wasn't. I wasn't even prepared for that disease. Yeah. But hey, that's weird. But he held the fuck out of them. Said they was horrible musicians. Um, he did kind of drop some jewels. You know, what I'm saying through this whole thing. He was just pretty much saying that people don't enjoy the music no more. They be getting into it for the money. He said Taylor <laughs> Taylor Swift is trash. Um, I mean, it was it was just a pretty interesting interview, man. But I don't see why we get this nigga passed. Why don't Why don't we ask Quint? Like, where's the proof of this shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, we nobody questions. I haven't heard anybody question this shit really. Like. Where the fuck the where the fuck the proof, Quincy? What the receipts? Just your old ass memory. What the receipts? Yeah, like show, sh- give me something. Give me something to work with. And don't give me it's Quincy Jones. Like, fuck you know about Quincy Jones? <laughs> Not a motherfucking thing. <laughs> I don't know this nigga from Can of Paint. I don't know if Quincy even produced half that shit that we revere and love to this day. Nigga said Ray Charles did heroin for thirty years. Like damn, and he said he put the and he said the only reason he stopped because they told him he couldn't perform in different. Certain states, so he quit. So then, when he he quit, and then he went and picked up a bottle or some shit. Like, like nigga, I thought these was your friends. Like, why are you saying all this bad shit? Quincy ain't got no friends. Nigga said he started shooting up in his testicles because all this motherfucking veins and shit was fucked up. And they was like, "You saw this? Oh, and a nigga said he bought drugs from Malcolm X. <laughs> Come on, Quincy. the nigga was like, "What? He like Detroit Red Malcolm X? He was like, you mean if he was like, no, like you bought him, like you personally." Bought drugs from Malcolm. Like, yeah, they, they sold all of us drugs. And then they went to talk about something else. Nah, my nigga. Oh my I'm not God. buying that shit. <laughs> Name like, the gavel on Quincy. Nigga Call, said, uh, go to bed, nigga. Every time they go to Detroit in the Majestic, uh, the Majestic, whatever the fuck they said. Um, Masonic? No, he said the Majestic something. Um, probably some old shit that shut down now, but I know it ain't the Majestic. No, either. no, no. I know it ain't that one. But uh, I'm like, nigga... You Forrest Gump, nigga, out here? Like you? I mean, I know you didn't, you didn't live a fucking life, right? I understand that, but no, I'm not. I'm not buying that Ray Charles. Fuck Quincy. Ray Fuck Charles, Quincy. This nigga said Ray Charles had him on heroin for five years. So when he was 15, I'm like nigga, you was with Ray Charles when he was 15 years old. Uh, he said he had him on heroin for five years, and he got so fucking high that he fell down a flight of steps, and that's what made him stop. And he was like, so you just quit like that? He was like, when well, you fell down a flight of steps, I mean, that make you quit. Like what? How old was you? He was like fifteen. I'm like nigga. But later on in the interview, he said he didn't go out and um, traveling with his first gig as an actual person in the band was like at eighteen. Lord I'm man. like, so how you get your first gig traveling with a band at eighteen? And at, but at fifteen, you chilling with Ray Charles for five years. Like that shit don't make no sense. Like nigga, you're lying, man. Or you you your old ass brain is so mixed up and jar, jarbled up that you just. Come on, fam. Why are we giving this? Why the fuck is an interview in 2018 with Quincy Jones even a point of relevancy? Who the fuck cares? This nigga was 40 in 1970. (laughs) 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 Like, this nigga old as fuck. I don't care about Quincy Jones, man. Bang the gavel on that nigga. Fuck Quincy. He fucking up my weekend. Fucking up my weekend. (laughs) You fucking up my universe, Quincy Jones. Fuck that nigga. Whose mans is this this week? (laughs) Quincy should get that shit. That nigga had a story story time with Quincy this week, dog. Man, fuck that nigga. Took the shine off of my segment. Yeah. 
Uh, I do got a who mans is this though. A very deserving nigga for whose mans is this, this week. Man. Y'all know my favorite comedian of all time is Dave Chappelle. Maybe y'all didn't know that, but I will let y'all know that. Okay. It's my favorite comedian of all time. That doesn't mean he is the funniest person in the world of all time. I said me, my personal favorite, is Dave Chappelle. I've been watching Dave Chappelle for a long ass time, way before. Chappelle show. The Chappelle yeah. show. Uh, when he did his joint in D.C. Killing me softly. Um... When he was, uh, who he did two, he he did a one in, on HBO in D.C. when he had uh, like the blue jean outfit. And then he did one on Showtime. He did that one in San Francisco. Um, that one may have been called Killing Me Softly. But anyway, but I, I've been fucking with Dave Chappelle for a long time. Dave Chappelle is actually celebrating his 30th year in comedy this year. Okay. 30 fucking years. You ever seen Dave live? Yes. Shit is incredible. Multiple times. Shit is incredible. Yeah. So we got somebody that y'all probably, I mean, y'all know who Faison Love is. Niggas know who Faison Love is. Faison Love, um, he came out of one of Dave Chappelle's skits. Um, if you know who the player Haters Ball is, he must have he watched that shit because he was definitely hating all week. He went up to Sway in the morning. He went up to Hot 97. He went up to the Breakfast Club and said, Dave Chappelle is not funny. He said... Comedy Central, white people put him on, and he has never been funny to niggas. Faison. Call him down to the front. Uh, like, why? Why? What's the purpose of you hating that early in the morning? He also had the gall to hate on Robert Townsend, who put this nigga on the Robert Townsend show. Or what was this shit called? Yeah, it was, it was the, the Robert, Robert Townsend, Townsend show. show. Said Robert Thompson, one of the softest niggas in the industry because he didn't want to stand next to Bill Cosby, bitch ass. Robert Thompson fed this motherfucking industry for like a good 15 years, dog. It wouldn't be no living color without Hollywood Shuffle. I don't know if y'all ever heard of Hollywood Shuffle, if y'all ever saw Hollywood Shuffle, but that was one of the funniest shits ever. And that's where all the weigh-ins basically got on from. Right. He fed this motherfucker. Nigga, the five heartbeats? <laughs> Nigga, What? He fed this motherfucking industry with black people for a good 15 years. He don't get enough motherfucking credit himself. We need to get a nigga his roses while he can. You got the nerve, the gall, the shit on Robert Townsend. The name of the show was The Parenthood. Parenthood, that's what I thought. Uh, With Zaria, fine ass. Uh, Reagan Gomez, isn't that her name? Yeah, yeah. Her fine ass. Uh, What the fuck is wrong with this nigga? Then he said, uh, the Chappelle Skull, the Chappelle Skull, Season one wasn't funny. He said it wasn't funny until Charlie Murphy came in the second year and started writing. Like, nigga. False. The black white supremacist was the very first skit on the very first episode. Like, how the fuck is that not fun? Hating ass nigga for no reason. What's the uh, what's the stand-up special that Face on Love did? Real quick. I don't know. It never fucking happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You ever seen Face on Love on do stand-up? Uh, I've seen like short clips of this shit, but like, I don't even know why we give this nigga so much credit for like being funny. Is he funny? I don't know. I can't think, I can't reference nothing. The only reason I really know Faison Love because he is in Friday. He gave us like 
10 lines of Big Worm, and that was Friday, it. Friday, and he was in, uh, what's the shit, other shit with Chris Tucker? Money Talks. He was a nigga in the jail. He took his shirt off and shit. Like, that was it. Like, who the fuck is this? Why are we this? Why was he went on a campaign? Like he, he I was guess, in couples retreat. Elf, Elf, Real Husbands of Hollywood. Oh, okay. Baby's kids. Was he? Yeah, Faison Love was the voice of Robin Harris and Baby's kids. Oh yeah, yeah. So he's still getting them Baby's kids checks, probably. Mm. That Baby's uh, kids picture I tweeted. That bitch got shared like three hundred thousand times, fam. I'm out here. Okay. Congratulations. Uh, Face on Love, who manages this? Get the fuck out of here. Dave Chappelle is one of the most accomplished um, comedians of all time. He said that uh, Comedy Central is who put him on. Wasn't nobody fucking with Comedy Central. He made Comedy Central. Yeah. Because it used to just be like some... It was comedy. just like weird shit on Comedy Central. Like nobody wa- Niggas didn't watch Comedy Central. Nah. He gave them niggas life after the Chappelle show blew up. And he did the shit how he wanted it. You know what I mean? Then he talk about uh, they created the mystique around him. No, the mystique is because I dipped the fuck off and you didn't see me on television no more. I created that with my absence. You, my friend, don't got that opportunity because you're not funny like that. No. Faison just hating on a hating on early as fuck in the morning for no goddamn reason. Oh, Dave Chappelle, who the fuck? He, what he did to you? What he did to anybody? Shit. Was Faison ever on a Dave Chappelle show or some shit? Did Dave not cut him a check? He must want it to be. I don't know. Uh, get all the way the fuck out of here. Who man's It's this? a lot of hating and burning bread going on this week. Whoever the top whoever the top comedian is, everybody come out and fucking hate him. Because Kevin Hart, it was Kevin Hart. Fuck Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Nigga, what the fuck he didn't did to y'all? Nigga never did. Two of the nicest niggas you're going to come in, come in contact with. I don't think Kevin Hart's that funny, in all honesty. I enjoy the nigga. I mean, I enjoy some of his earlier shit, but like some of the shit, the I don't want to see comedy in a fucking arena. Well, last week, I mean, last year when he came here, I was skeptical of the shit, but that shit was funny as fuck. Okay. The What Now Tour, and when I wasn't seeing it live, I was, I was skeptical, but this shit was funny as fuck, so. All right, well, fuck on Love. That shit whack. Nigga just get on TV hating. For what? I guess he's shopping a YouTube, a YouTube special. Is that really what he's doing? That's what I hear. Because he never mentioned it in any of the interviews, but I guess he he, he shopping a YouTube uh, special. Maybe he's trying to get one of them checks from Netflix. Well, he, I mean, I guess he's trying not to go through, not go the Netflix route. Man, y'all niggas sound stupid. <laughs> Netflix, give me $500,000. i am going to make something shake for a half hour. Yeah. Fuck out of here. Faison, who answers this? All right, cool. My music pick of the week, Stally of MMG fame. Uh... Got a new song out. Well, just dropped the visuals for a song, Turtle Van. I'm a fan of Stally. Plain and simple. I don't have, like, no big intro to it. I just like the song. It's my music pick of the week. Uh, Stally a pretty cool guy, man. I just listened to an episode uh, with him on the Premium Pete show. It was a pretty dope interview, man. He's a cool guy. Uh, which I do need to go fuck with is that uh, Black Panther soundtrack, though. Yeah, shit is, shit is banging. I knew it was going to be a TDE fucking like collaboration is that, is that what now. you do or is that what i told you look we're not going we're not going I'm just, I'm just, i want to make sure we clear on this is that what you knew or is that what i said we had a discussion and we <laughs> came to an agreement <laughs> oh okay 
out of both of our knowledge of good music. Right. You're not going to do that to me. Oh, I just want to make sure that we're not going to do that to me. I just want to make sure our listeners are on the same page when we when we know what we're talking about here. It, the beef ain't going to be between <laughs> us. You understand? The beef ain't going to be between us. Get a benediction. Hey, man, shout out to, uh, by the time, next week when we're recording, I will have already seen uh, Black Panther. Okay. Um, and I put something out there on Twitter last week. And I said, once the rolling credits of Black Panther come out, I'm taking out my Bluetooth device and I'm turning on swag surfing and I'm turning on my camera. And hopefully the crowd knows what to do. Depending on how young the audience is, you might be successful. Nigga, I got my dashiki ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah. So we out I want to see Black Panther, but I'm not going the first weekend. I don't like crowded movie theaters. Well, it's too late. You can't go the first weekend. Now. I'm sure I could find a ticket. Like I'm, I'm a somebody. You understand? Okay. I'm still a somebody out in these streets. Okay. Well, you know, I'll be seeing it before it's released. Okay. That special occasion. I might take somebody's mama with me. You know what I'm saying? Throwing a pink jogging suit and some harachis and take her to see Black Panther. <laughs> Let her sit on my lap and feel young. All right, man. Get your socials. <laughs> Dame Gone Wild, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat for now. Because that new Snapchat update, I'm not fucking with that shit. I don't like it. <laughs> shit weak. <laughs> I don't like that shit no more. I remember I used to be on Snapchat and I see titties. Oh, shit. I do got one other thing I wanted to say. I'm giving my benediction. We can't do the benediction yet. Go ahead. There's no benediction yet. I did want to introduce, because you're talking about social media, and I I told you about this little um, section I want to introduce called shit that uh, only Jason cares about. And this is sort of halfway a conspiracy theory, and I wrote this whole little thread on Twitter last night. I know you're probably wondering why your Instagram feed is out of order because you want that shit to go back to chronological order. It's you? never going back. You know why it's never going back? Because of the shit that went down like in Ferguson. I think people were starting to piece together Absolutely. what was happening in chronological order. Yeah, so what happened initially in Ferguson um, where D-Ray came, his little fame, everybody basically unified on social media and they showed what was going on in real time. Um, they showed the police being malicious malicious spraying people inside their cribs or whatever and they actually coordinated and did their protests and everything via social media um and they didn't want that to happen so now i can hide you on so i can hide a particular post and it it don't seem strange i can can show you what i want you to see yeah also a year after that when that whole little fake police shooting shit happened in dallas yes i said fake police shooting shit happened in dallas and cnn tried to paint the picture of there was a one particular gunman it was social media who pointed out that that wasn't the man and got him free and got him set. Like, no, we can't have this shit. They're trying to to dictate the narrative. So now they have taken your social media posts and taken it out of order. Now it used to be like somebody posts something that's a few hours later. Now it's three and four days later. I can literally hide a person's content so that you cannot communicate and disseminate information. So, yes, this has been the Conspiracy Corner with Jay Johnson. Your timeline will never be the same again. Peace out. So, yeah, Dame going wild, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat for the time being. That's it. Uh, Jay Johnson 313 on Instagram and Twitter. Fuck Snapchat. Uh, go to shoptalkpod.com. Follow the Shop Talk Podcast Instagram and Shop Talk Podcast Studios. I'm not saying we the Rockefeller Podcast, but we are Jay and Dame. Hell yeah. Peace. <laughs>